0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm joined this week once again for another two-man power trip by ALO Aaron Lloyd. Unfortunately, we're not here with Joe Rottermill this week, and especially heartbroken, Aaron, is that Ect2Fly Eric Trembicki could not join us this week.
1: Stay tuned for the end of the show for Ect2Fly's Vignette. <laughs>
0: A little announcement before we get started. We're going to do our first bonus episode, I guess, what is it, next week? Yes. We will be reviewing an old pay-per-view from the current month that we're in, so it could be any year in the month of May. It will be called Throwback Madness. Aaron has had the uh, the luck of the draw to pick the first one we're going to do. I'm sure Eric will be thrilled when he finds out what it is. I don't know what it is yet, so let's hear it. Which one are we going to review?
1: Well, Rovron... It wouldn't be my... Ca- I'll be breaking character if I didn't pick something from 2000.
0: You have to stay true to your character. Yes.
1: It, it, it's always 2000 all over again on this show.
0: <laughs> it always is. It always comes back to it being 2000 all yeah, over again.
1: Yeah, and then the other thing, I have to piss
0: Eric off. You, you do have to There's do
1: nothing that. more that I want him to do than watch something <laughs> and watch me smile. So next week, we'll be, we will be reviewing Judgment Day 2000. Oh, okay. I've, I could have made y'all watch... Judgment Day 2003. And y'all could have sat through Mr. America and Roddy Piper.
0: Ooh, I'm glad you did. Well, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not pissed off, but I'll, I'll, uh, it'll be funny to see Eric have to watch something that he that he definitely does not want to watch while you're loving every <laughs> you, second. You will thank me. All right. <laughs> y'all will thank me. <laughs> Other thing, uh, I wanted to introduce my legit boss Sasha Banks mug. Uh, I, we may get some mugs for the show. I don't know what we'll do yet, but I think it works better than the plastic cups. I'd like to thank uh, my dad's wife, Kathy, for buying me that. Thank you very much. We have, before we move on to the relevant WWE topics, we had Vince Russo running his mouth about what a worker is and how much we're all idiots for using the term worker. Bro, he's
1: freaking fat, bro. Bro, 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 I'm 55 years old, bro. I lost 40 pounds, bro. Imagine what Kevin Owens would look like if he lost 40 pounds, bro.
0: He wouldn't look like Kevin Owens if he lost forty pounds. He's a
1: good tumbler, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, you're a good tumbler. That it annoyed me. I know it probably annoyed you too. Uh,
1: uh, uh. I just want, and then Jeff Lane's just uh, yeah, just be, agreeing, being, agreeing, and everything. agreeing,
0: as he does with everything Vince Russo yes. says. That's one thing I'm glad we don't do. here. Yes, he just is I don't say something and everybody else doesn't agree, or you say something and everybody else doesn't. Yeah, it's agree. it's
1: so bad. My God, this is awful. But I just I like I just like listening to Vince Russo for comedy purposes. Well, yeah, you're
0: you're you're mining for material. Yes, if I listen to yes, Vince Russo but that, that, that's like ah. Uh, well, that was my article this week on T J R Wrestling. I kind of called Vince Russo to task a little bit want to state, once again, I don't hate Vince Russo like a lot of people do. I think he's got, he's done some good things in the business. I think he's got a lot of good opinions. This one just happened to to really get under my skin this week.
1: Yeah, I did too. Just listening to it, I was just like, ah, oh, this guy. He never yeah. has anything good to say. Never. No. Everything sucks from WWE. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there's not much he likes. And the stuff he does like is typically the things that, that I didn't like. Yeah. He And he, he came on his, his next podcast where he said people were responding to him with oh, well, the other sports are different. And he tried to make a case that football hasn't changed, baseball hasn't changed, basketball hasn't changed. I made this point a little bit in my column that every sport has evolved they over have. the past 20 years. They have.
1: Even the last five
0: years. I didn't get into detail because it was not a basketball, football, or baseball column. But here I just want to say basketball Basketball has evolved. Basketball, the corner three-point shot has become... A staple in every good team's offense. Big men are irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not the same. Pace. Running, running backs are, are extinct <clears throat> for the most part in football. Yeah, you, it's it's a faster-paced game. The players are, are different types of athletes than they were 5, 10, 15 years ago, and it's going to keep evolving. So wrestling, and he said, oh, well, wrestling has changed for the worse. Well, that that's that's his opinion. I don't think everybody thinks no, that it, way.
1: Yeah, that's his, his opinion.
0: And as far as Kevin Owens' physique... Not everybody needs to look like John Cena. Not everybody needs to look like Lex Luger. But look, what? But, but Kevin Owens is way better than they are in the ring. Exactly. He's very creative offensively. He He's very creative with the things he says during the match to his opponents and to the crowd. What he says, he yells at the announcers during the matches. And WWE.com. Yeah, so he, but he's the first guy that will say how... Wrestling shouldn't be just about wrestling. It's, it's entertainment, and you need to give him something else. Kevin Owens is giving you more than just wrestling. He's giving you comedy. He's giving you a character. He's giving you a performance. He's not just out there wrestling. Did so, I don't his, know? Did
1: you see his promo on WWE.com? I didn't. Uh, he was laying because you know after his matches he lays down on the yes. on a, on, a, um, on a amp mm-hmm. and Renee interviewed him. He, he sat up. He's like, oh, uh, I'm the freaking Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> And after interview, he was like, "You know what? After I win my back, my intercontinental championship, I'm gonna ins- I'm going to go on Instagram and say bad things about your dog.
0: Renee. <laughs> He's the best." <laughs> yes. And Vince Russo, shame on you for for your opinions on Kevin Hart. You're entitled to them, but you just happen to be wrong. Yeah. So let's in fact move on to WWE. Move on to Raw. Finally earning the top spot in the WWE storyline hierarchy is Roman Reigns and the Usos against what is now called The Club. Before we go any further, how do you feel about them being called The Club?
1: It's so bland.
0: Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. uh... Now, I don't know if it's just setting up for a name change later, but just The Club is back together. Oh, The Club. Mm -hmm. You really couldn't have gotten much more generic than just being The Club. Yeah. Anyone could have thought of that. Yeah. But... Fortunately, that's the worst part of what's going on in this feud. I think they've actually built this thing up. Yeah, it's actually good.
1: I can look past the nickname because this feud's actually good.
0: It's one of those rare cases where the story is actually getting ramped up a little bit with every show. Yeah. Got ramped up on Raw, got ramped up on SmackDown, and obviously got rap, rac, got ratcheted up on Raw. So we have two actual factions now. You know, I feel like the Usos have a place in this thing It's not just, oh, we're tagging along with Roman yeah. It feels like they belong in this story now And something Joe said I don't remember if he said it on the show If he said it to us when we were having a beer one time That wrestling is always better when you have good factions Yeah, And I love that You could have Roman and AJ going at it You could have the Usos And Anderson and Gallows going at it they, mm-hmm. I think it, it makes for A lot of fun with the storytelling So you you seem to agree that this thing has has gone in the right direction. You feel good with the way the two main parts of this story are being being pushed forward leading into the next pay-per-view.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt, because there's so much intensity between these two guys. Even in the backstage segment, segment, when AJ was talking about how I got my guys, you got your guys, and the club's back together, AJ... Had so much intensity because he was so mad. that Roman put him through that table, so even even in the match there was intent, after, Even after the match, after the match, and then the qualification, AJ and Roman had that had their their standoff in the ring, and Roman was like, "Come on, come on, come on," they didn't touch, and just the intensity, the crowd, the the crowd was electrified. They go chanting for Roman and AJ.
0: Yeah, that was an awful crowd last night, but they were hot for that. Yeah, part of the show.
1: Yeah, and stuff like that. That's gonna get Roman over because, th- those are cool things. Those are those are. Badass things you could do mm-hmm. a, 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 that they want to see out there, top face.
0: And you're letting him do things that the crowd wants to see him do. Finally,
1: yeah, and it's natural reactions. He's not smiling. He's not hitting, He's not touching babies, kissing babies, or something yeah. like that. He's not. He's just going out there and being a bad dude. Like we always say, he needed to be. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. Why is he smiling? Why is he? Why is he being all jokey? That's this is how he's supposed to be.
0: So one of the things I like about this because it's a baby face versus baby face feud, technically. But it's not traditional in that these guys are now starting to really hate each other. Yeah, like Roman hates him now. Yeah, and AJ is starting to hate him too. You saw he didn't want to hit him with the chair last week, and this week he he can't wait to do something to him that he's not supposed to do. Yeah, and
1: then he accepted the help from Gals and Anderson. Yeah, that's what he was something reluctantly to do reluctantly doing the weeks before.
0: So you're seeing his character grow to like this guy has his family with him. This guy put me through a table it's time that I take a step forward and I, I start you know, I get one up on him now. So he's ready to take those steps. He's not trying to stay, oh no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Now he's like, okay, well now I have to. Yeah. And I think it's good good character development and like you said, him getting more intense, him getting more violent, him showing more hatred towards Roman is only pushing Roman further in that direction, which is what everybody wants to see him do anyway. Yeah. And like you said, there are points when it was almost it I don't know for sure but I thought I heard a dueling AJ Roman chant. Yeah, what dueling? There was half the floor. crowd and chanting the stand, for Standoff. Of the and stand if he gets off. half the crowd. Yeah, that's something cuz he got nothing. <laughs> you yeah. would get nothing. He had none of the crowd 2 yeah. weeks ago and for the last month. Yeah. So they're finally starting to get somewhere with him. What did you think of the match itself?
1: Oh, uh, it wasn't a bad match but roll ups. <laughs> That, is, that's, that yeah. is that the only way you can get these guys eliminated? Roll
0: ups. I know, but you got to think of something different. To yeah, do. it
1: was a, it was an okay match last week. was way better, but the way, but the, what they after the what the match got to, it got to build the intensity the between, between those two.
0: I did. I thought that this match was really fast paced though, and I liked that that you saw a lot of teamwork between both teams. That's what made me feel like oh these are like two. True groups. It's not just guys thrown together in a six-man or guys put in just to give them something to do. These are two groups of three who are just trying to take each other out. And I think it's good to see that leads to a lot more intensity, like we said. I think it's pushing everything in the right direction. Um, And that standoff, I thought it was great because one, you had the two of them facing off. Neither one of them necessarily was making the first move. And I liked that they kind of showed... Because AJ's advantage in this is his quickness, his speed, his athleticism, and that was how he got away. He jumped right past yeah. Roman, rolled right out of the ring. i kind of I've kind of highlighted what his strength is in this matchup. So Roman was highlighted with his power and strength last week. I thought uh, AJ's quickness and speed was highlighted this week. I don't know what they're going to do on SmackDown, obviously, but I do like where this story is heading. Yeah. And it's been getting consistently better on every single show. Knocked down to the number two peg on our list of stories, (laughs) finally, is the whole Shane and Stephanie McMahon scenario. They're running raw together, as we said. Stephanie is really holding on to her nice girl routine. I love her with Jericho. Oh, (laughs) her and Jericho are always great. They've always been great together. Are always great together. And I love when she always throws in the again yeah. on him. Never, a, a, ever be the same again. Yeah, because we don't see
1: that much as we used to. We used to see it all the time. We barely see it anymore. Yeah. It was great to see it, especially her getting at him.
0: Yeah, they're always gold together. It's always funny to see her interact with him. And now that he's you know a whiny heel and she's trying to be a baby face to get along with her brother Shane... It's funny to see her kind of push his buttons in a different way. Shane, I feel like didn't have as much of a part last night. I mean, they showed him a few times. I didn't feel like he was as involved in the show. Do you think there's any chance that the Stephanie being nice and coexisting with Shane, do you think there's any chance that that's real?
1: I think it can be, but... even how raw ended, we, she saw. She smiled. She picked up the picture and smiled. That smiled at the picture. So, her and Shane did get along. They, they, they haven't been any problems. But I do think there'll be something that will escalate the situation. Maybe when Triple H gets back, or maybe in one of the main events that I'm coming pay per views is a controversial ending that they have, that they both have different views on. And then Triple H will come back and side with Stephanie. No matter what, I think when Triple H gets back, he'll try to convince Stephanie. You you need to be in charge of the show, and not Shane.
0: So you think she genuinely is enjoying the spot that she's in right now based on the story and then there will be some event that it's not like she's secretly plotting against Shane right now, but something will happen that will cause them to butt heads anyway.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that she's starting to warm up to Shane because it's the first time she's seen him in so, on TV so-called right. in about six, seven years. So they they were feuding over the show for the, for the past two, three months and when, whenever the time comes There's going to be a problem, and I think Triple H will be back when that problem is used.
0: Right. Now, I'm sure you like the change in her character because we've seen that Stephanie villain character for however many years now. And it's kind of—I get it. We've seen enough of it. I think she's funny. She's great on the microphone. But at a certain point, you can't just keep sending the same thing out every week for years and years. So it gives us a different look to Stephanie. And I think also—like, I I think I say this on the show a lot— a lot of times her promos are babyface promos. Like, she's putting over things that we like. Yeah. And then the crowd ends up having to boo her on things that they actually like. and it, it makes it kind of weird. Yeah. So, kind of like Roman getting booed when he's supposed... He's, you know, going over to greet the, the kid from the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the crowd's <laughs> booing him. It just comes across as strange. Yeah. So, she's talking about, you know, women's wrestling and all the things... You know, her bringing us Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and people are booing. I think this also gives a chance for her to cut these promos where we're accepting the good that she has done and is doing. And they always like to kind of push her out there as, like, you know, a woman in power. And it gives the crowd a chance to hopefully eventually be on her side a little bit. But I do, obviously, it's not going to last. They're not going to now coexist forever and run raw together. Obviously, something is going to change that. I agree with you that I think it's going to be Triple H And before we move on to the next subject, because it's actually a pretty good segue, we had a question from Spirit Squad member Ronnie Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) He says, so when it seems that Roman and AJ have very good momentum, the main event was Stephanie holding a picture. Ambrose and Jericho were filler. My brother thinks Triple H will fix it. But I'm tired of the same narrative. Pick one McMahon to go away forever, and why? And yes, H is a McMahon. <laughs> My vote is Stephanie. While she is a heat seeker, I'm so tired of the show being about her. So, which McMahon, in response to your brother, Spirit Squad <laughs> member, Ronnie Lloyd, would you pick to leave forever and why?
1: Huh. That's tough because they're all good.
0: They are all good.
1: They're all good. If I had to pick one, I would probably at this point, i will pick Shane because he was gone for longer. And Stephanie over the past 6 years she's been on TV most majority of the time and she's been excellent
0: ever since all the time. Right. So you take Shane. I'll take Shane. I think you'll be surprised at my choice. But I'm going to say Vince.
1: I w- that was my first choice, but I was like, eh, I still always like when cuz Vince can still get it done. Yeah. It's just the behind the scenes things that if Vince was was gone it would be different.
0: Yeah, the reason I say Vince and I actually wrote about how Vince coming back was going to make things better, and I think for a while it did. The reason I say Vince is if you're going to promote this is a new era, new stars, new stories, new characters, Vince is not new, yeah, like we've seen it for what thirty years Vince being on t v you can't keep rehashing Vince against Stone Cold Steve Austin there's only one Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was the perfect foil for Vince, was Stone Cold. You will never recapture that again. So it's time to move on and let somebody else be in that position. I love Vince. He cracks me up every time I see him. I always love to see him. But I would like to see Shane and Stephanie stick around. And Triple H, obviously, because I hope that eventually he's in charge of what's going on behind the scenes.
1: Have you thought about what's going on back there? For them to give us good shows, because for years Raw sucked. It made no sense. You ever you, you ever thought about what's going on back there?
0: I think and about it. Running,
1: right? And who's running the show? Because for the past month and a half, two months, we've had some good Raws.
0: I mean, it makes me feel like that Triple H probably is getting more say than he was before.
1: because of the so-called new era. Hmm.
0: Poss- possibly because these are the guys he developed in his developmental territory. I think he's probably be probably being given a little more of a hand in what's going on. I obviously don't know.
1: Yeah, but there's, there's something and going on. We'll never know. Yeah, but, but there's something going on back there, up there. The there only the only thing
0: I could think of other than that and we talked about this after WrestleMania, I believe, is they may have actually listened to what people were saying. They sent out so many surveys mm-hmm. asking what characters you like, how much of the show you watch, what do you like about the show? They may have finally actually taken an honest look and said, okay, we're not delivering what the people who watch us want to see. And they may have just said, we'll take our stories up to WrestleMania, and after WrestleMania, we'll start fresh. It's <laughs> possible that that's what they did.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, WrestleMania is, always a new, is basically the, the start of their new season anyway. They, they always tend to technically t- kind of do that.
0: Right, but this is, this is a different type of change yeah. than what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, last night even, I, I remember when we first started doing the show, taking notes of promos mm-hmm. for almost half the show. And now I felt like I wasn't taking notes on promos. I feel like almost everything that was going on was a match. Yeah. Or somebody talking on com- commentary or maybe a quick interview. So I feel like the actual content of the show has changed as opposed to just new stories.
1: Yeah, it's been a while that they actually promote a new era. At right after WrestleMania. The last time I could really think about that, it was WrestleMania 14. That's when Attitude ever actually to right. took off.
0: Yeah, and that was a different thing, because that was just a whole shift yeah. in everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. So the McMahons now lead us into... There was supposed to be a triple threat match for Kevin Owens Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and the current champion, who's keeping the belt warm for Kevin Owens, The Miz, Sami Zayn interjects himself and says... I deserve a spot in this. You know, this is supposed to be a new era. I am what the crowd wants, so I deserve to be in this. It should be a fatal four-way. And Shane says, well, you have to earn it. Kevin Owens did beat you. So, again, continuity. Yeah. He says, Kevin Owens beat you because Kevin Owens obviously can't just let Sam yeah. be in the match. I destroyed him. I embarrassed him. Yeah. And Shane says, earn your spot by beating The Miz. He, of course, does. Thought it was a good match. A yeah, good match. I love the the uh, barricade moonsault. Oh yeah, every time. Yeah, he's great.
1: Sammy's ain't so good.
0: I love any time that Maurice gets involved in the match. Sammy's about to jump on the Miz outside the ring, and she pulls him out of the way. Just anything to make him like, just keep bringing him down a peg. Yeah, I he- always heel. enjoy a real heel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he embraces that. Yeah, he's not trying to get pops. He's not trying to get cheered. He's not trying to be cool. He's just trying to make you hate his guts.
1: Yeah, and he knows, and he he's pl- he plays his so-called A-list movie movie role movie mm-hmm. actor thing. Great, because he he, he puts himself over as his, A- his A-list actor where he knows he's not. Yeah, and it's so good, and right, he's so good.
0: Yeah, so delusional. I kind of miss that he hasn't done the movie lines lately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing with the Miz is it's like when he. When he's not doing anything important, he's still on TV, but you don't mm-hmm. care. Right. But the fact that he has the Intercontinental title, well, he has Kevin Owens' Intercontinental title, and he's doing something important, you actually care. And that's yeah. the thing with the Miz. He, 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 he could be at the bottom. He, he could be on TV all the time. You won't care, but once he's put in a prominent role, you actually care.
0: Right. And the, the Intercontinental Championship, it, it's been in a good spot for a little while. I think he's been good for it. And Kevin Owens also had to, to fight for his spot in the Fatal 4-Way with Zack Ryder, because Zack Ryder beat him at WrestleMania. (laughs) I love that Owens said, why do you even exist to Zack Ryder? (laughs) And during the match, he put him in his first headlock. He said, nobody breaks out of my (laughs) headlock. Which is just more gold from Kevin Owens. But we did officially get the Fatal 4-Way. Sami Zayn, The Miz, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro. Unfortunately, Cesaro, as a in-ring worker, is great. They have to figure out a character for him though. Yeah, this whole suit thing is—he's sitting there with a suit. Was he holding a cup of coffee last (laughs) night? I think so. It just—it's not—it's not working for me.
1: It depends who's he—who's he's with. With the Miz, it worked, but you can't do that with everybody. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be sarcastic and funny with, quarter movie lines for everybody. Right. That's the problem with Cesaro. And that's
0: what I liked when he was with Tyson Kidd. They were kind of smartasses together. It it was working for him. Mm -hmm. And now the whole Jason Statham 007 ripping the suit off. It's just not. I don't. It's not connecting with me.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, it's like WWE probably has the most talent they've ever had ever. In ring talent-wise. But the thing is, with people we love, it's like, after after this, feud, after this feud's over, because I don't think Cesaro's going to win the title, where do you go with them? <laughs> that's the thing with all these guys. Where do you go from there?
0: Yeah, there, there's really not a whole lot of places you can go. You just either... But you can go to main
1: event, but...
0: <laughs> but you know that that's not what they're going to do. I'm at WWE main event. Oh, not the main event. I forgot. The advocate. (laughs) Are they one of
1: our sponsors? The
0: advocate for main event. They should be. Nobody likes main event as much as (laughs) Alo likes main event. I do think, though, that they have all made strides towards showing anybody in the crowd, anybody watching on TV, this title matters. I want to hold this title. Part of what I wrote about this week was the fact that that was always the worker's belt.
1: Yeah, great article, by the way.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I um, gotta,
1: you know it got to pop out of me.
0: <laughs> I, I knew. I knew it would. I knew the last line would when I threw yeah. a bro on the end of, at the end <laughs> of the article. But it was always the worker's belt. And now the people I know most of us feel like are the best workers WE has are actually fighting for that title.
1: Yeah. And the difference, The thing is with those, these mid-card titles... I cared for the mid-card titles growing up more than the world title, because the world title, you kind of started seeing constant guys. The Intercontinental, at the time, European title, you saw different guys constantly well, in one,
0: Yeah, one, they were the guys that were kind of either starting out and on their way up, Yeah. and they, that's why it kind of kept it a little new, or the guys that WWE just didn't want to put at the top. Yeah. So they were always in the mix for those titles. I always felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, but, they,
1: but, they, but they would also be in the main event, but not always at the top of the car. You could put, you could throw them in the main event if you need to.
0: Right, but they were not going to be the guys that were always going to be fighting for yeah. the title. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of great feuds for the Intercontinental title over the years.
1: Oh yeah, and this, and that's what we need now because is that people need the Intercontinental title needs to needs to be re-energized. And you have a fatal four way with guys putting the title over, the Miz puts the title over all the time. Kevin Owens is the only one in the past four or five years, other than Cody Rhodes, that actually put importance on the Intercontinental title. In the history of it. Yeah. It actually looks like he wants it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, what my hope is, is that we ultimately get an extended Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens program over the Intercontinental Championship, over Kevin Owens Intercontinental Championship. I, know, and, and I especially would like it because, for continuity reasons, mm-hmm. they have so much history together. Yeah. Before they got to, to NXT, in NXT, now in WWE... Kevin Owens beats him the one time and says, "Okay, now we're done with that." Uh, as if like that—that's all it took. Now it's over. I beat you one time. Okay, now yeah. it's done. I put you in the rearview mirror. Now it's on to other things. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn obviously does not feel the same way. This is not over yet. So I want to see them get to see this feud out, but for that title because I think it will make it matter even more.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 gonna throw my prediction out there before okay. next week. I think Sami <laughs> Zayn wins this match. What? How mad would Kevin Owens be to see Sami Zayn win the Intercontinental
0: title? Right. And a lot of times... And especially if he doesn't beat him for it. I think he may beat him for he, it. So you think he'll get... He may, I think he may
1: pin him because th- that'll add to the rivalry. True. And, and just to see his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Sami Zayn pulling his hair as he see the reaction. Sami Zayn holding the Intercontinental <laughs> over him. And it, it'll it'll tie the, tie the so-called series one-on-one. And then I'm not sure if they're going to throw another pay-per-view or whatever before Money in the Bank, but that they still have to have that final match, probably.
0: So you like it better if he gets the win over Owens as opposed to Owens having an excuse, well, for no, why he didn't win.
1: Well, I, I would, for storyline purposes, I think he he would pin Kevin Owens, but I think, but at the same time, it'll add to the rivalry. Right. And what would, what would make Kevin Owens even more angry to see Sami Zayn win the <laughs> Intercontinental Title?
0: Yeah, I would like to see even just to see Sami hold the title. I yeah. think it would be good. He had a very short run with the NXT title. Yeah,
1: like two months. Yeah. And a lot of times, in these in these so-called failed 40 matches, when the, when the outside person insert, they usually kind of win. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's why I think Sami Zayn going to win this match.
0: Right. So, a couple former Intercontinental champions, Dean Ambrose and Y2J, finally don't seem to be just fighting over a talk show anymore. It seems that they just genuinely don't like each other. And... Y2J has been gloating every opportunity he gets about how he put Dean Ambrose in the hospital. Last night, he claimed that Ambrose was suffering from blunt force trauma, (laughs) from a bulging disc, from vertigo, and he loves to say at the end, because of me. Big cast of all people. Yeah, I I was shocked. Jericho claims, I'm giving you the gift of Jericho, and I think he said, drink it in, people, which is (laughs) great. Big Cass comes out to interrupt. Did not see that coming at all. And I thought he looked great in there with Jericho.
1: Yeah, he did. I was shocked. I, was, I thought is Enzo back right just a couple promos? But yeah. that's, that's Big cat like Big Cass, by himself. They had to have a lot of confidence in him to go, throw him out there by himself. Right. But also, I think Jericho possibly could have been behind that too. Throw, throw Cass out there with me. Yeah. Because cause Jericho can carry Cass if needed, and but Cass would feel comfortable being out there with Jericho.
0: Yeah. Well, he got, he he looked like he belonged in there with him. He yeah. held his own going back and forth yeah. with him. And I think it's great because we said this also after Cass got hurt, or after Enzo got hurt, how heartbreaking this is for Cass because, you know, it's your tag team partner. You kind of go as your partner goes. If your partner fails, you're going to fail. And him being out, I like that they're giving him an opportunity to keep going out. Mm-hmm. He's not missed a show, I don't think. No, he hasn't. Since.
1: Because I remember early, one of the early episodes I mentioned that when they come, when they come to WWE, they're going to they're be in a prominent role because Vince will think Enzo's entertaining. Because mm-hmm. Vince's whole thing is entertainment. As long as you the, the most entertaining thing, he'll keep you on TV. And then Cass is seven foot t- Kayfabe seven foot tall.
0: Yeah. And he can work. And you can't teach that.
1: Yeah, yeah you can't teach that. <laughs> and he can work. And then the fact that he's so and he can cut promos and he's he's like, look, you're gonna cut these promos by yourself. He's and putting, the crowd's behind him. Yeah, they put him in a prominent role on TV without Enzo. So that's I already knew. I, I already knew they had the confidence in him to put him out there by himself if needed. Because I I, I don't want Enzo and to ever break up. But when that time comes, I know Cass has the bigger upside than Enzo does. Right.
0: Yeah. We I think we kind of all yeah have have known that just his size, his ability in the ring, and the fact that he he. He does not need a lot of people I think look at it like Enzo's carrying him on his back, but it's not necessarily the case. Enzo is better on the mic than him, but Enzo's better than just about everybody yeah. on the mic. That's not a, an insult to big Cass. Yeah. Um so I loved Jericho's little laugh when he said Enzo's probably in the hospital with Dean, that he did that kind of little weaselly <laughs> laugh to him. And then Cass stopped him from saying he's the best in the world at what he does. Uh-huh. I loved it, and I love that he said the new era is a warning. What do you say? It was a warning sign,
1: something like that. I can't remember these. Basically, of my head.
0: like we're coming. You, uh-huh. you might be one of the greatest of all time, but like we're we've arrived, yeah, and now we're coming for all you guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He got his little interview with Renee Young, dedicated <laughs> the match to Enzo, which I thought was good, and I loved his "How you doing?" To yeah, her, at, the, the, at end. the end, and I loved her reaction to it. Really, yeah, she, yeah, she's it. smart because yeah. she did it, he did a little better. <laughs> <I> Yeah. <know. laughs> I thought it was great. I was a little disappointed that he didn't get to actually have the match in the mid-event. Yeah, event.
1: I was disappointed too. I'm sure it'll probably happen on SmackDown.
0: Right. But I did think it was kind of a good way to reintroduce Ambrose now because he has been getting all this smack talked about him when he quote-unquote in the hospital. I thought it was a good way for him to come out. Come out in the dark, yeah, ambush Jericho, come down to the ring in his coat when nobody knows who he is, and then just destroy the jacket. Mitch got put over huge last that, night. That
1: that was my problem. Like like I came on the show two weeks ago before payback. And I said this is about basically about a talk show. Mm-hmm. Now it's about Mitch. Why is Mitch getting cheers? People are chanting for Mitch. It's it's more heat. It's way more heat to the feud than what it was two weeks prior. But it's still about Something now. Silly. It's about Mitch. The Jericho destroyed Ambrose last week, but now but Jericho was. Talking about Mitch just as much as you talking about Ambrose. Right. And now Ambrose comes out, beats up Jericho. I love the way he did. Took his jacket, did his whole entrance and everything. That's fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollar jacket. That must have been his broken one because I know he yeah. says he gets broken. Now. That must be his broken one. But now it's about Mitch in a jacket. I'm sure next week we'll hear about Jericho's fifteen thousand dollar jacket. <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's still it's still way too jokey. There's heat, but there's still it's still jokey.
0: So. Yeah, you're right. It is still about something, just pure silliness. Yeah. It, it has progressed, and they do really hate each other, but they're still at the center point of the whole thing. They're fighting over something kind of stupid. Yeah,
1: these are two of his top stars. You could put them in a, in a more serious situation.
0: I've seen some people theorizing that Cass succeeding by himself is bad for Enzo. Do you see that at all? I don't I don't see them saying, you know what, let's just send him on. Not job. not
1: not now, but but we, we all knew that Cass had the more upside than Enzo does in the ring.
0: Yeah, I mean and that was going to happen eventually yeah. anyway, but I don't think it puts Enzo in any danger of losing that oh, no. tag team anytime soon. Oh no. People like it too much. Yeah. Uh tag team division, we uh, might as uh, well see I forgot to, I forgot
1: to ask you. Yeah. Better at whining. Jericho Jericho's jacket or woods with Francesca? Oof,
0: that is tough because Jericho is like the all-time whiner, but I do love Xavier Woods. That is close. I think I'll just go Jericho just on his longevity. <laughs> but oh man, I actually Xavier probably was a little more dramatic about Francesca. <laughs> so you know what? I'll change it. I'll go Xavier Woods.
1: I'll, I'll go Woods with, with, too because he's like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was like as if it was the most traumatic thing yeah. he's ever experienced. Jericho, he,
1: did, he did it like right in front of his face, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right, Jericho is the he one. He did the head right head it right in front of his of face. That. Yeah, I'll go Xavier Woods. So we'll move straight on to the tag team division. The New Day puts over the last bootio once again from WrestleMania. <laughs> the
1: like Aladdin song. Was it the Yes. Song? It was
0: the Aladdin song, uh the whole new world. Uh-huh. they They said that one of my favorite lines of this promo is that they were talking, you know, the vault villains keep talking about the bygone era. And they said they want to bring things back to a bygone era that wasn't so nice to people like us. And of course, everybody assumes it's because they're black. (laughs) But they said no, people who use smartphones. (laughs) Because he can't, Woods can't get anywhere without GPS. (laughs) So I thought that was a funny and clever line. I know you like them way more as heels, as everybody does. Yeah. But I thought that was a, a funny bit to the promo. Match with the Dudley Boys, villains interfere. Thought it was an interesting finish with a short-arm clothesline. Yeah, I've never seen d do that ever. No. Thought it was a very interesting finish, but I like that they are allowing the villains to look like legitimate contenders. Yeah. There's so many people that come up from NXT, and they might put them in a position, but they don't make them look like anything. They're allowing the villains to shine more than they even shined in NXT already.
1: Yeah, even when they were
0: the NXT Tag Team Champions, you barely saw them on TV. No, they never talked. They never... Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot. They just kind of had matches. I feel like they're they're getting more more focus on them now than they ever got in NXT. Yeah,
1: I've, I've become a big fan of Vaudevillains in
0: yeah, they're the great. three weeks. The promos are always good. Their whole style is so different. The gimmick itself is so different. And something about it is kind of funny. The fact that their finisher is called a whirling dervish, which just sounds like an old-time <laughs> thing, I think is great. And the other thing that I liked about it was at least that match did not end in a roll-up.
1: Oh, yeah. That's because that's
0: usually what happens in these tag matches. Is yeah. There's a distraction, somebody gets rolled up, and then it's over. much it
1: must be hit that clothesline finish. I'll take that over a roll-up.
0: Me too, because at least it's something.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, as if anybody... How are you not ready for the roll-up at this point when your back is turned? It happens at least three times a show. So you should be prepared for that to happen at any time. Women's division. Now we're talking. <laughs> Charlotte and Rick go to Shane to try to get him to overturn Stephanie's decision of him not being allowed at ringside at Extreme Rules. Shane not only says, ah, the decision stands. We're also going to make that this decision for her match tonight against Paige. You're not allowed ringside. Rick is not happy. Charlotte is not happy, but he says you need to learn. You need to show that you can stand on your own. I think that's good because that's something we talked about for a long time as well. That at a certain point, Rick is almost minimizing what she's doing. He's overshadowing her in a way. And I think she is to the point now where she does not need him out there anymore. Yeah. So do you think we're nearing the end of Ric Flair accompanying her to the ring, or do you think this is just for this particular
1: feud I think it's just p- for this particular feud I do because like I'm just glad I'm glad because Paige was away she was on way for for a couple of weeks I'm glad to see her back she was, before she left she was a little getting a lot of real sloppy in the ring yeah and like Paige, was, Paige before Sasha and all the other women came, came up Paige was my favorite Paige is still yeah. one of my top favorites in the division but I was just glad to see Paige back they're playing the even Natty was on commentary Natty does not need to do commentary no. e- ever never again but um, she, was, she, put over, she put over the story that Charlotte can't hang. Can't, that Charlotte thinks she's Rick, and she's a scary little girl, and she hides behind her father. And it showed. I love how Shane came when Rick Flair came down when he saw Charlotte in trouble. Yeah. He just ran down to the ring, and then Shane came out and brought the referees out right. and took him to the back, and Paige got the win. I love that because they, they're telling the story that she couldn't. She can't win without Rick.
0: And that was a roll-up I didn't mind. Yeah, because it made sense. Because it fit with she's concerned about her dad getting pulled out. Oh, he's trying to help me, and now he can't. And then you get caught off guard, and you lose in a very cheap fashion. So it plays into the way they're trying to build this story. I agree with you, Natty is not the best on commentary. She did put over the story. And I think it's good that at least they're doing that for them. I thought it was even good for that match that they came down with the referees, because it makes the match feel like a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. They usually don't do that for women's matches. Just whatever happens, happens, and 9 out of 10 of those end in roll-ups anyway on Raw. Yeah. We actually got a secondary story a little bit. Oh, I was was like, they remembered? (laughs) With Becky getting her interview interrupted by Emma, who they've had a feud that's been happening mostly on what show? It hasn't been on Main Event. Okay. It hasn't. (laughs) I tried. It hasn't. (laughs) But she gets blindsided by none other than Dana Brooke, who I am a huge fan of, and I love the two of them together. I think they're great. I don't know if Dana has Dana been back in the ring yet. No,
1: well, not on TV. Okay, she's been on live events, but she hasn't been on NXT
0: TV. But she's been cleared to actually. Yeah, because
1: she's been she works the live compete. events.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't I don't really look at that. So it's, so now we first thought I had when I saw Dana Brooke. What the hell is she wearing? That wasn't the first thought because I, I was like, she's
1: like, she, she looks like Thanos. <laughs> well, well, do you remember, you remember the villain from Little Mermaid? I
0: do. That's what she, she was like that. Too. I was like what the hell is she wearing? Are you talking about Ursula? Yeah, <laughs> from Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my my Disney villains out there. <laughs> like, what the hell is she wearing? <laughs> she, I thought it was good because, like I said, I liked the two of them together. I'm a big fan of Dana Brooke. But my first thought was, well, maybe this. We'll give something for Sasha to do. Then I had two other thoughts immediately after that, which is one, I don't want Sasha's role to be helping somebody else because that's not what she should be doing. And two, there's just one more person that they're not going to have time to fit into anything. I don't know why they're not doing a little bit more. I also, though, I want to thank Pizza Hut and Up Up Down Down <laughs> for showing sure us Sasha. And the New Day we found Sasha. Without that, we would not have even seen Sasha, Banks Sasha last night. So at least we know she still works for WWE. Yeah. Hopefully, she actually does something on Raw sometime soon. I'm still just very adamantly against. I know you are. The we'll hold off on this person until this time. Well, I we have.
1: Well, I agree with your second point about bringing bringing up somebody else, and we're not going to know what to do with them. Right. But I I do think Sasha gets involved in this because Becky's going to need a partner in this situation. And I think Sasha's so-called turns on Becky, maybe after they win or during the match. Because remember I told you, I think Sasha's Sasha's going to start coming back on TV and start started getting built up in June. Because I... I don't know if they're gonna. Give, I don't know if they're gonna give the women a money in the bank. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna do that or not. But I do, like I said, I do think sh- Sasha will start building her. They'll start building Sasha back up to get to that women's title match at so-called SummerSlam. I, like I said, I do think she'll probably wrestle for the title at Battleground, but she has she has to take a loss before SummerSlam. So I think she'll get that title match at Battleground, and I think she'll probably win it at SummerSlam. But before that, I think she'll she'll come out cut a promo. With the boss back and. And I'm tired of sitting in the back, I'm, 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 I'm back, I'm the boss, and I'm going to take what's mine. And I'm going to do what I do best, and that's run it, run this place.
0: So you had the first thought, the same first thought as me then, that this is a story that Sasha Banks will now get to take a part
1: in. Yeah, and then after, after this is done, she could feud with Becky Lynch probably, and then her and Becky have yet to have a standout match on WWE, on WWE right. TV. So that can elevate Sasha. they were
0: just getting those goofy you know, yeah, non-finishes. Yeah, they
1: are getting those non-finishes, those team, the things with Team Bad, mm-hmm. and this and that. So I think she could possibly feud with Becky, and then after after she's done with Becky, she could move towards Charlotte in, for the, in the women's title. She could still, she's like, the boss is a heel character, but we're in the day and age where heels get cheered and people seem as tweeners. So I think that's, what, that's what's going to happen with Sasha.
0: Yeah, and I'm fine with that because that's kind of, that's something Vince Russo just talked about recently. That when he was writing Raw, he was not writing, well, this is a babyface character. This is a heel character. It was shades of gray characters. Where sometimes they'll do things you agree with and sometimes they won't. Sometimes they may resort to, you know, less than honorable methods to win a match. Sometimes they won't. I think that's... He, and he talks about this too, the idea of a wrestler standing in the ring when somebody has come out and called them out and they just stand there because you know, there's an invisible wall that won't let them go out, get out of the ring and go after the guy. Mm-hmm. He always says, I hate when wrestlers act like wrestlers. Have them act like people. Have them make decisions a real person would make. And I think the whole tweener thing lends itself to that because you have an agenda, you're going out there, and you're just being true to who you are, not just, oh, well, I'm a good guy, so I do this. I'm a bad guy, I do, I do this.
1: Yeah, because no matter what, she's going to get cheered. Whether she turns nothing, they can, or or nothing they can do about it. There's nothing you do about it. But I think the perfect way is that's the perfect way. Have a team with Becky. If they win, they win. They lose, they lose. Whatever. Turn on her. Beat her. Beat her in her match, and then go towards build towards Charlotte.
0: Do you think maybe that was actually played against her a little bit that she was getting cheered so much when she came up, and it was like, well, she's the boss. She's supposed to be a heel, but everybody loves her, and they maybe just didn't quite know what to do with her.
1: Well, I, I just think they they shouldn't have called up all three. I remember we had a question a few weeks ago that. How would you rebook the, the revolution? I just think they should have brought up Charlotte and Becky first. And then when Nikki Bell was about to break the title reign, ha- have Sasha come up because she would have been dropped. She would have still dropped the title at Brooklyn. Right.
0: Yeah. They, it, I think bringing them all up at once, and then especially the whole team thing, there, there was no way to feature everybody. Yeah. You but, just couldn't.
1: Yeah. Because we already knew Charlotte, Charlotte was going to get the first, the first call for the title. But, but at the same time, it's like they knew Sasha was the most popular. And like I said, Becky was like the afterthought. Right. But over between those two, but Sasha was the most popular. So their thing was it was more of a slow build. So they
0: managed to turn the most popular one into the afterthought. Yeah. (laughs) In the the course of eight. But that's
1: but that's what they do. (laughs) But whatever, that's what they do.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just backlash. Like we're not. Austin said this this week about Roman Reigns. Yeah. People just don't like to be told what to like. Yeah. And maybe WWE is the same thing. Well, you're not going to dictate to us. What we're gonna do or who we're gonna push, and maybe they're pushing back against the fans. I have no idea. I'd hope they wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, but like like I said, Sasha.
0: But they do have a track record of holding those people back.
1: Yeah, and that's it Sasha had pop, had popularity from day one when she got to when she came to WWE roster from from that July episode of Raw to to SummerSlam. They, chained. we won Sasha chance. It was the first team going in, in the elimination mm-hmm. match at um after respect the the Raw after respect. She got cheered during a women's during the the Divas match and they, kept, they gave all this bad content she's doing unity crap and they got and they try to get her booze but they booed her because it, they're not booing her they're just booing somebody. told her to do sup
0: yeah they're booing because you're just giving us garbage yeah right now that we, we don't want to even see
1: Sasha Banks just needs her own segment on this show like women's then <laughs> Sasha
0: well I, I kind of we can just, just. I kind of very subtly do that <laughs> we, I, I know if, any, if anyone's noticed <laughs> I always make sure she comes up on every show yeah, well, She hasn't, she hasn't been on a show in what a month
1: yeah, since that, since they were in England. She was on the
0: Raw after Mania on April 4th. Then the
1: England one. She was then, on
0: the next one on I, the 11th. And I haven't seen her since. And no, today's May off. 10th. Almost a month, so yeah. So it's a full month. A couple quick things before we move on to NXT. U.S. title. The who has, The who has, title, the who has, the they, who has they, title. They got
1: time. I was like, oh my God, really?
0: They did get time. I'm glad that Rusev is back in the picture. He has to win the title, right? They can't. Uh, not have him win that title.
1: I have to see if it's on the pre-show. <laughs> if okay. it's if it's on the main card, he's winning.
0: But you think if it's on the pre-show, Kalisto yeah. retains?
1: Yeah, because I don't know what they're doing that thing anymore.
0: I think that that you have to do that. I can't. They've done nothing. I can't blame Kalisto because I'm, he's not writing this stuff. But nothing has happened with it since he won it. I had all these high hopes of him having great matches with Tyler Breeze and <sighs> Apollo Crews and all these smaller guys who were coming up from NXT, and it just hasn't happened. Yeah. So, might as well just move on and give it back to Rusev and see if Rusev and Lana can reach the heights they reached with it before.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad they had Lana come out first and introduce right. him like she used to. like she's still in charge. like She's back in charge of him. I like I that whole aspect. But I did I didn't agree with him losing to Sankara, though.
0: Well, it, it gives you... It's not just him just rampaging over the two of them.
1: Yeah, but I thought he could possibly send a message. Rusev could send a message to Kalisto. This, this is going to be you at Extreme Rules. How did Sankara win, by the way?
0: His roll up, of course. <laughs> How else would anybody win on Raw? There is no other. There's no finishers on Raw. It's just roll ups. Um, so wait, you said you did or you didn't like him losing this in Cara? I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't either. I thought the reason they did it was to give Rusev, like I said, just not have. We're, I'm just gonna rampage over the two of you, and it gave Kalisto kind of a leg up on him because it was his fault.
1: Yeah, I understand why, but I still think they needed a
0: but should just
1: run through both of them, or one of them at least, before Extreme Rules.
0: I think he has to win. Uh, Corbin and Dolph Ziggler, d- is there, do we need this to keep going on? Is, it, is that going to be a match at Extreme Rules? I
1: don't know. Job Ziggler returned. Bumped all over the place with Baron Corbin last night.
0: It just doesn't seem like there's any reason to keep it going.
1: It's that 50-50 booking.
0: Now, <laughs> Corbin did beat him. Then... He lost to him at payback. Got thrown out of the U.S. title battle royal by Ziggler. Now he got his win back. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I need to see it anymore. I feel like Baron Corbin, it's time to move on to yeah. to something else. What? I don't know. But Dolph Ziggler, yeah, you don't, we don't need to keep seeing it. We've seen them interact, what, four or five times already?
1: Yeah, about that. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, don't need to keep it going. Make Darren Young great again. Next, <laughs> that's what I—that's what I was hoping you would say. That was my last point from yeah. Raw. Anything you want to add from Raw or WWE? Um, I'm good. You're good. Yep. So NXT, Samoa Joe makes his return to Full Sail. Was it Full Sail, right? Yes. They said thank it was God. You could tell in the difference in the crowd noise. Yeah. His return as the champion. He says that, like death in taxes, he is inevitable. You know your hero, Finn Balor. He may have beaten me before, but he couldn't avoid me this time. And then we have a... I wasn't a surprise because we knew it was happening. I don't know if the crowd there knew it was happening. But Eric Young makes his debut, comes out and says, I know you, Samoa Joe. You know me. Things are going to change. And then they have a match in the main event.
1: I love how they promote it first time ever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I... Did not watch a lot of TNA. Almost none. The only thing I really retained from TNA was Jay Lethal as Black Machismo and his Ric Flair stuff. How were your feelings on Eric Young? You, you're you obviously more familiar with him than I am. Well,
1: when I was watching TNA, he wasn't in a prominent role yet. He was... I forgot the gimmick he was under, but he was kind of like an outcast, like a like a, like a little nerdy. People were kind of picking on him, I think. I don't remember off the top of my head, but... I know. I know a few. I if he recently. He's been the TNA World Champion. In my after D- years yes. of watching TNA, because I can't watch that. I can't watch it no more.
0: I personally, he really didn't didn't move the needle for me at all.
1: No, he's not even officially signed. He's oh, okay. under that like James Storm did. Those um, appearance I contracts. I got
0: you. The man, the match was okay.
1: Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't nothing special.
0: No, his look to me, I don't. I don't see him being anybody on WWE yeah
1: I was shocked they actually saw, actually got well it's only an, it was an appearance but I was shocked they actually got him I wasn't expecting him at all to be, ever be in WWE I was expecting Bobby Roode first
0: yeah I would have expected that too especially with all the talk that's been going on yeah. for at least a month if not more mm-hmm. so yeah Eric Young to me no, no offense to the guy but he, he didn't do it for me I didn't just didn't see anything special there we had another Tessa Blanchard appearance. You need to sign her, man. Got squashed by Nia Jax, which I guess is kind of what's going to happen if you're going up against Nia Jax now and you're not Bailey or Asuka. Mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger and Austin Aries. Fine match. Uh,
1: Ty, they must be t- giving Ty Dillinger a push because that guy, oh my <laughs> god. He's, they love him at full sale.
0: They do. With good reason. I think it's a fun character.
1: It is a lot of fun.
0: Austin Aries had a promo... Or an interview after the match, and I was appalled <laughs> I that he referred to himself, he said, I, I can't remember how he put it, that Ty Dillinger's a perfect ten. I'm double a or I'm a double and you know with double the talent, so I'm the perfect twenty. How <laughs> dare he? <laughs> that nickname is well known <laughs> On the to mat- belong minutes, to, like to me. And Austin Aries. <laughs> I want you to be on, and I know these are already taped, so I want a segment cut where Austin Aries gives a promo apologizing for taking the Perfect 20 moniker from me. And I will I will be relentless about this until I get a retraction. He needs to get on the a level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have no right to take that nickname from me, Austin Aries. No Way Jose, back at it again. Loved about Full sale, man. They did. Do you do you like it? Did you enjoy him as much seeing him a second time? Was I enjoyed him just... more the second time. Did you because you it's, kinda it's a lot I of fun? Back. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of fun. Fun character. That's what axe is about—having fun. It's yeah, like a territory. He's,
0: he's perfect for that crowd. Like I said last week, I, he may go up to the to WWE at some point and turn him, into Adam Rose, but he's perfect for that crowd. He's perfect for that promotion. He does a lot of different stuff. It's fun the whole time. He keeps you engaged because he's always doing something. And he actually added a new finisher this week. It was not the uh, the fastball finisher. The this
1: full week. Nelson slam.
0: Yeah, which it was good to see something new already. Mm-hmm. Two appearances, he's already done two different finishers.
1: I just wish they saved his debut for this week. From well, for last week's episode instead of that and that WrestleMania crowd.
0: Oh yeah, I, I agree with you because that crowd was not.
1: They, they, they got into it. He got a. They got into they got into it later in the match, but Full Sail ate him up right from right from the jump.
0: Uh, as soon as his music played, and there was a, they did a great chant, and I cannot remember what it was. It wasn't the Ole. Ah, it was Jose, oh, Jose, oh, Jose, Jose. Yeah. And at one point, I think they did a "He's Athletic" chant, <laughs> which I enjoyed. And then they did the "No, Hey Jose" chant, obviously. So, Austin Aries, uh, really, I, I need an apology. <laughs> I just saw it again in my notes, and I'm just as mad seeing it a second time. Finn Balor returns next week. Just a promo, do you think he has a match?
1: I think he does have a match. I think he's facing Elias Samson,
0: I think. Oh, I guess you're not thinking this. You've already read ahead and you yeah. kind of know this.
1: And um, their cage match, their match for TakeOver's been may turned to a cage match for the first time in the season. Oh, really?
0: To, yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah.
1: I got a problem with him getting a rematch on, on TakeOver because don't you think you want to protect the Demon? You would think so. If, if, they, if he's going to WDB, wouldn't you want to protect the Demon? That's my thing.
0: That's always what I thought. And that was always my worry with the demon is he can't lose as the demon; it just can't happen.
1: Yeah, unless Joe wins by escape, it's not really taking a, taking a hard a pinfall loss. But I would think you want to protect the demon.
0: Yeah, I it's it's one thing to have you know Sasha Banks lose before she goes up because we all kind of knew it was coming. You can't have I don't think you could have the demon lose before he's in WWE. You kind of need to keep that mystique about it. Obviously, we all know he's not a real demon. There's no real secret powers he has. But for storyline purposes, I think you have to keep him flawless before he gets to WWE. So one thing I I thought about, and you'll probably say that this is uh, ridiculous, but Samoa Joe Mm -hmm. is unbelievable. I, like I said, I didn't watch TNA. I didn't see a lot of him before he got into NXT. I always knew he was good.
1: You missed some gems.
0: I know. <laughs> but seeing him in NXT, I like him more with every match I see. Yeah, he's awesome. And he belongs on the main roster. Oh, no doubt. Do you think there's any chance that Finn Balor ultimately comes up and joins the club and Samoa Joe comes up at the same time and they continue their feud together with Samoa Joe teaming with... Roman Reigns and the Usos. Oh, <laughs> I never thought about that. Do you that. think there's any... No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so, but I think it would be cool to see. I don't think so. And it would give Finn, like, he's bringing a story with him. I think that kind of puts NXT over a little bit more because that story's coming straight up with them. They have a lot of history together already, and I think it would be fun to see them kind of join that story. But I don't think that story's going to last long enough think for them so. to get there.
1: One thing with that whole Balor, with the, with the club, <laughs> whatever... <laughs> I don't think him and AJ will work in that group because they're both so-called main event talents. Not, I don't think any of those guys will play, play second fiddle to each other.
0: Right. So it's one or the other. Yeah. Being in that club. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I ultimately think that club—he's going to come up and AJ will be the odd man out.
1: Yeah, and I think they'll they'll pull a New Japan and kick out AJ like they did. Yeah. Before,
0: like that. The, I feel like that's the way it's got to go. But
1: and turn to the ballot Club maybe.
0: But if they kick AJ out, then doesn't the crowd does the crowd turn on them? On AJ? On, on the Balor? club. On Balor and the club.
1: In that situation, yeah, but
0: they're still going to get cheered. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess there, there's nothing they're going to do that's not going to get Finn Balor cheered. Mm-hmm. So, that's everything I got for NXT. Oh, I want to give Corey Graves a shout out. I don't know if you ever watched The Wire or not. No. I like that he quoted Omar Little by saying, if you, if you come at the king, mm-hmm. you best not miss. <laughs> and Eric Young missed in the main event. That's everything I had about NXT. I guess we can move on to listener questions. What do we got this week?
1: All right, we got a question from the Babyface Ronald Lord. Okay. All right, he says, "How would you book? How would you book each of the injured superstars that are returning? The Shovel, Seth Rollins, <laughs> Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton." And I'm, I'm going to add, Vince had a press call, well, a conference call, and said mm-hmm. all these guys should be back in the next four weeks. The next four weeks. Yes.
0: Whoa. So but not before the next pay-per-view but before the one after that before Battleground I guess. Or what's in June?
1: Money in the Bank. Okay. So
0: the, before Money in the Bank. The pe- all be
1: people were saying May, but then I got something that said in the next 4 weeks they should all be back.
0: Well, the shovel was already announced for the Memorial Day Raw, right? Yeah. Okay. So, how would I book Bray Rollins Orton and Cena? Yeah. So, for The easy one is Seth Rollins. I mean, I immediately put him right into a program with Roman Reigns. He never lost his championship. They were about to have a match before Seth got hurt, so I think it makes the most sense to have him go straight into that. They may not do it just because, obviously, Seth Rollins is going to get the hero's welcome when he comes back, and any progress Roman makes up to that point will be immediately flushed down the toilet if they put him up against Roman Reigns. So I don't think they'll do that, but that's probably what I personally would do and I don't have to worry about the crowd reaction or anything like that. Bray Wyatt, obviously I would like to see the Wyatt family on TV. I know we won't get Luke Harper, and I don't really know what I what I'd do with them because he was kind of about to be in that tweener role. I don't know who's really there for him to feud with because he's not going to team up with Roman Reigns like he did in that tag team match before he left. They're not going to do a program with the League of Nations. Maybe what I would do, because I don't even care what they do with Randy Orton at this point. Randy Orton is, you know, a legend in the business. They seem to be all about, you know, tearing people down. Mm -hmm. Maybe just immediately put the Wyatt family in some kind of program with Randy Orton, and that gives both of them something to do. And for Cena, I... I don't want to say go straight back to the U.S. title, but it's so meaningless right now. I just want to see him get the U.S. title back and do the Open Challenge again. So how about you?
1: Well, I'll start with Seth. I agree with you. He's going to be put right back in the title scene. But I, I don't agree that the, it'll kill Roman's progress. You don't think so? Roman's going to get booed against Seth, but I don't think it will kill any of his prog- progress. As long as he's still in that tweener role, being serious, I think he'll be fine. Okay. The Wyatt family, since there are no heels, rarely, rarely any heels he no matter what he whatever feud he has to win so him and orton were feuding p- prior to Randy getting hurt but why so somewhat of a baby face now right right now so for orton i can see them throwing him with a young for young guy maybe baron corbin throwing him with baron corbin possibly and why i'm really I'm really lost on that one. Why? Yeah, because you, you just turn. It's tough. Yeah, you just turn him babyface, and then you got to put him in there with somebody relevant because, like I said, he's not. He needs. A, he needs a dance partner.
0: And well, I always thought Orton was a better heel anyway.
1: Oh yeah, Orton's way better heel. But the thing is, like, his gimmick is so stale now. So it's like, where's he gonna cut promos on?
0: Mm,
1: true. So you could switch, switch Orton heel and have Wyatt babyface. That could work too. And
0: because he's gonna get a huge cheer too when he comes back.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, oh, well, he always gets huge cheers. And the Shovel, another up-and-coming guy. I would say AJ Styles, but I think AJ yeah, S- Who's he going to
0: bury first?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, apparently Nakamura. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> At the live event. In Hawaii.
1: But may, possibly AJ Styles. That's, that's, I'd like to see that match. But I think AJ's going to be with Gals and Anderson whenever Finn, Finn comes. Hmm.
0: So, Orton, neither one of us is really all too concerned. With yeah, because it's,
1: it, it's hard. Cause I, like I said, put him with a young guy. You know, their big guy right now is Baron Corbin. I think that could possibly work.
0: So he ultimately puts Baron Corbin over?
1: I would think. I would think so, yeah.
0: I think he's at that stage where that's yeah. what he should be doing. I just never trust that that's what they're going to do. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. Was there any other questions this week?
1: Yeah, we got a question from the genetic jackhammer Joe last week. <laughs> he says it's fitting that the two men power trip is here. Okay, because we'll, we'll get a kick out of this question right. more than any, more than the other two would be. Who are your top five overall women's workers, w- women wrestlers, overall, 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 overall not just in ring, so in any as, as a
0: total package. So, I would say, going back to my childhood, I would say the the lovely Elizabeth would be my number 1. Always by Randy Savage's side. She got in between the Mega Powers. <laughs> I would put her number 1. I would say the sensational Sherry number 10. Well, I'm
1: wait, wrestlers.
0: Oh, wrestlers. Yeah. I thought this was women oh, in wrestlers. any role. Okay, wrestlers then. I would probably say Trish is that's number 1. Is number 1 Lita Jackie Hmm... I might say Mickey James and I'll throw Sasha on there just for the upside and the potential
1: this is hard for me because the full horsewoman will probably take this whole list yeah no matter what
0: it'll be 80% of the list yeah they'll the take 80% of the list by the
1: time it's all said <laughs> and done but um I'm gonna throw Sasha in at number 5 okay 4 I'm gonna go with China
0: ah see I told you I knew I'd forget somebody
1: because, of what she meant to the to the, to the business. Number three is gonna surprise you. You don't watch T N A. She was terribly mis- misutilized in W W E. Terribly did awesome it No. Okay. Gail Kim.
0: Oh, okay, that's a good one.
1: She was ter. She's amazing. (laughs) I want to see her versus Sasha so bad. Yeah, I want to see her versus Sasha so bad, but Gail Kim, she bashes Vince every chance she gets. Yeah, she'll never be back. She'll never be back because she's been back. Like The first night she debuted in 03, 04, she won the women's title on her debut night. After that, she did nothing. She lost title, did nothing. Came back, did nothing. Number two, I'll have Lita because her as a heel, we never saw it, and she excelled at it with Edge. She was the most... Hated person on yeah. TV, and the number one will be Trish.
0: Pretty popular number one, I think.
1: Yeah, cause she she could do it all. She turned face and heel so many times, but she can do it all. Legit heel heat, attractive, great great baby face, great overall.
0: She became a good talker. She could be in different types of storylines. Yeah. So yeah, she was my my number one. I guess I'll I'm making an addendum to that list then.
1: Yeah, but that whole the whole four horsemen when it's all said and done, they'll take this whole list. I think
0: I will take Sasha off the list for now. I will put China in number two, and then move everybody back a spot. Okay. So that's where. So I got. What do I have then? Trish, China, Lita. Lita. I threw my notepad over there, so now I don't remember. I think everybody. you said Jackie. Jackie and Mickey James, yeah. number five. So. That that was from the Genetic Jackhammer. The Genetic Jackhammer. (laughs) So thank you, Joe Lafferty, for that question. Thank you, you, Ronald Lloyd, for your question. Thank you, uh, Spirit Squad member Ronnie Lloyd, for your (laughs) question. We appreciate the, the listener questions. Before we get out of here, we actually want to pose a question to the listeners. You guys can answer this on the Facebook page. Which one of the new NXT call-ups to the main roster post-WrestleMania will make the biggest impact and why? I know we we actually, I forgot that we had done this. I remembered it later today. I think it's going to be Baron Corbin just because he's the giant monster out of the group. I think Vince is going to push him. So I think it's going to be Baron Corbin. I don't know who you're going to go with. Long-term, I'm changing my answer to Big Cass. Okay, that's a good one. I actually thought about changing my answer to him, but in the spirit of continuity, I wanted to to stay with Baron Corbin.
1: Things can change.
0: (laughs) They can change all the time. So, anybody listening out there that wants to be involved, wants to answer this question, of all the NXT call-ups to the main roster post-WrestleMania, who will make the biggest impact and why? We look forward to your answers. We may read one of them or a couple of them on the show next week. So, anyone who've listened to this point, thank you. Our listeners in India and Pakistan, we appreciate it. For Aaron Lloyd, for Joe Rottermill, for Ec2Fly, Eric Trembickey, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week.